0: You're listening to the Boots and Beards podcast Broadcasting from Glasgow, around the world This is a show where we
1: aim to inspire you To connect with the outdoors Hi, I am Nav and I am uh, one of the co-founders of Boots and Beards uh, A local, small, volunteer-led charity in Glasgow Which was set up with the pure aim of getting people out from communities out in the outdoors uh, and you know what just connecting with Scotland uh, and what it has to offer. Since being set up about five years ago the, the Boots and Beards which started off with a family project has just totally grown its own arms and feet and grown from strength to strength and now you know what it's like it's come to a point where the BBC have now released a documentary on us so I think while we're all excited about what's about to come next I want to just record some podcasts which will help connect with people who might not have that geographical connection with us physically and being in Scotland but maybe we can bring Scotland to them over the next couple of months we'll talk about a good range of topics covering from outdoors, from mental health and other people who have been enjoying the outdoors and what lessons we can learn from them. But at the same time kind of celebrate the the, the journey that we have taken from twenty fifteen to now and how we've inspired and motivated thousands of people to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about the, the, the journey. So this is Boots and Beards. I am a, obviously second generation uh, living in the UK. And we come from a, a fairly um, big traditional Asian-sized family. Uh, lots of cousins, lots of nephew and nieces. And, and as we were growing up, um, my cousin, who is also the co-founder of Boots and Beards, uh, he had a, a, a traumatic medical Emergency And from that, looking at his kids growing up and my kids growing up, we thought, you know what, well, from the time of we were growing up, there was still that kind of unity of family. And nowadays, we're losing that through digital and isolation and kind of social media. And that's not something which I have been brought up with. And I want to kind of keep that. Uh, And how to introduce that back into our family. So I said to my cousin Cash, I goes, listen, do you know what? The kids are getting too old these days. I mean, they're getting, they grow up so fast. If I see you, it will either be in a a, a wedding or or a birthday or now this is a funeral. Um, Let's see each other more often. And he goes, well, yeah, it's a great idea now. What what would you have in mind? I goes, I I, I think, I don't know where I got the idea from at the time, but. I, th- I thought let's go just go for a hill walk. Never been hill walking before in my life and from there it was just kinda the idea just took off. Um we thought okay we'll get all the uncles together, we'll drag the kids out, we'll give the mums a break. And one Sunday we said, Okay, you pick a spot, um we'll we we'll, we'll give the responsibility to one of the uncles, you pick a spot and we'll just follow you. And then that's what happened and then that uncle would then Oh that cousin would then basically nominate somebody else here and next time it's your turn, you pick a new spot and then we just follow you. And that's how we kept doing it. While we were doing this, Cash would kinda of share all the, the the cool pics, the the lovely kind of Scottish, you know, the, the the Scottish backdrop on social media and stuff and um and then through his friends, through my friends, through through Zen's friends, people just kinda of got to know about what we were doing as a family. And they wanted to kind of get involved, asking us, well, oh, can we get involved with the next time you guys are going for a hill walk as well? At the time, we thought, you know what, just leave it, just keep us a family thing. We know what we're doing, we know we don't want to kind of bring on too many people, and there's enough of us as it is. So we kind of just ignored them, those requests. But as we kept exploring more and more of Scotland, these same people kept being adamant call me, call me, I want to, take, I want to bring my kids as well. And at that point we thought, do you know what, I think we might have touched upon a niche market here. There certainly seems to be a demand from the community to go out more. Do we have time for this? What are we getting ourselves into? What does it mean having a hill walking club? Uh, What are the health and safety aspects of it? So all that was completely new and we're still learning more and more things. So boots and beards, it was never... A planned thing we had no intention of being where we are just now it was a family project but a family project that grew very quickly into other things um, but everything that we did we always said we're gonna do it a for the sake of, of our own health B we're gonna do it for our own family life and C we're, we're, we're gonna try and do it for the sake of the community that's how it came about and everything else has been a blessing um, the journey we've had is, has been totally phenomenal. The community has really come together, and the most important thing I will say is that I think we took a solemn oath at the start. If we do this, anything that we do, we want to do it in a fun way, not losing the the funness of outdoors. We want people to go out, enjoy the freedom, and you know what? Get kids out and just let them run around. And cause mayhem in the outdoors, uh, obviously by respecting the environment and and, uh, and wildlife. But do you know what? That's how we've been doing it, and it's been working so far, and I and hope it, it may continue. So we have all the dates. We know where we're going, and uh, Zen, who's who's walking next to me quietly, he'll kind of just put them up on the on the website, make up some media, uh, JPEGs and posters, and we just say next week we're going to so and so place meet up in pollock shields and then we obviously just head off from there together sort of thing if you want to come along come along come in the, in the minibus with us or you want to make your own way and, and use your own transport that's brilliant here's where we're going to meet up uh and that's it. So we share all that it's all done through whatsapp uh, which is quite a convenient tool to manage it all uh, and that's it whoever turns up turns up and uh, and people just keep coming back for more and more because it's such a great thing. The popularity or the, the benefits of Boots and beers, or the, the growing reputation of Boots and beers, has been a team effort and you know what it's like the team has been passionate about the outdoors from day one so today I've invited Zen who's also one of the co-founders of Boots and Beards and you know what it was through Zen's hard work that basically got us to where we are just now he does a lot of work behind the scenes in terms of website, Facebook and manages all that social media side of it so, Zen
0: Hi how are you doing? Um, My name is Zen Um, I am one of the co-founders of um, Boots and Beards Um, and it's it's a strange place to be here recording this podcast today because five years or six years ago we were sitting in a living room at Eid time thinking about what activity to do (laughs) you know what we were going to do i'd never done hiking in the past i didn't even know what hiking included what to wear in fact i remember the very first time we went on a hike it was just my joggy bottoms and i i was like why am i here what am i doing on sunday seven o'clock in the morning (laughs) um so as nav said it's it's been a total organic story for us um this is something really deep to us because it involves our families, our kids and we never took it as a uh, a community cause or a project. It was we identified a problem with our own families and we addressed it and this problem wasn't just local to us but it was within our community. You look around and uh, everyone's on their phones, whether it's a wedding, uh, any sort of celebration, or even a friend sitting uh, amongst themselves in a restaurant. I was in a a restaurant the other day and no one was interacting with themselves. Everyone's on their phone, you know, or or, or they're taking photos. And that human uh, interaction element has gone away. People aren't no longer picking up phones, They're, they're texting away because it's more convenient. That, you know, the one to one element has gone. And that's what, you know, these walks, one of the aims is to get people back together and experience, you know, the the reality, I suppose. But within our community, um, because uh, my grandfathers came here and forefathers came here, they came here for one purpose. They came here to work and earn money. They, they didn't have extra time um, to kind of explore Scotland. So whatever they made, they sent it back to Pakistan, India, India. Um, and it's only us, the next generation, as we've grown up, we've had that luxury of, um, you know, having you know time off and exploring a bit more locally. So now that we have that, and many people still today do not know what's on their doorstep, um, but there's so much beauty within thirty minutes of Glasgow that you know that we still haven't even touched it yet. It's absolutely gorgeous.
1: As a community that has has a lot of health issues or health problems whether it be mental health whether it be um, diabetes whether it be like high cholesterol and we don't do ourselves any favour by taking medicines and taking pills there are other remedies out there nature is therapy that's the way I look at it that's what I've learnt over the past five years for example one of the participants is in his 60s in I come from a generation who has been taking medication for a good part of maybe five, ten years to control his diabetes and cholesterol but now his target is to reduce that and use nature as his therapy and he has, it's, work, it's working for him he's now coming off his medication he finds more uh, benefits, spending more and more time outdoors than just being on a course prescribed by the doctor so I think there's, there's a lot of things as a community we can learn and we can share and Again, this podcast is for us to share our stories. What have what we learned? Sharing news, positive news around the community. My motto is, has always been, do you know what, a, a positive community is a healthy community, and we, we need to get to that. Then, what would you think was your the highlights? I mean, going back, oh well, gosh, like five. Been so many, but what stands out to you? Well, I just want to
0: address something and make something, you know, pretty clear. Like Conic Hill was my chosen walk, right? Mm-hmm. That that, and we had our one hundredth walk just a few weeks ago. So I'm I'm proud to have found that site, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so I'm the, the the crown holder for that site. <laughs> so I just never want anyone to, <laughs> to live, <laughs> never lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. So that was a cracking site, and I remember um, in the very early days. We would choose, you know, every dad in the family would choose a location. I don't even know how I came across Connick Hill, but when I did, and I think Nav, you can probably remember as well, when we went up, we were like, nothing is going to top this. Uh, And that is still true, you know, you go up Connick Hill, you can go in every season, and you'll be presented with a different outlook every time you go. Um, And to date, I think it's very hard for me to say if anything else tops it because it's a really nice. Really nice walk. Scenic, walk, scenic walk. Short. It's got you know loads of cafes at the bottom. It's got facilities. You've got you've got the, the nice views. You've got a forest walk. Uh, it's ideal for kids and families to go up, uh, and it's within 40 minutes of Glasgow. So that is to date one of my well, highlights. I,
1: I, I think I totally agree with you, Zen. Um, I think Conic Hill was a good choice. That's where that's where the magic started. Was <clears throat> that was our first ever walk, and we just finished up our 100th walk. Been back to where it started, and I think it was quite a a proud moment, uh, quite a humbling experience, the fact that five years on, more than 2,500 participants on, do you know what, who would have thought we've come this far? Um, who, I, Honestly, who would have thought that we, if we sat in that room thinking of our name, what should we call ourselves, who would have thought that we were going to be doing all this in such little time? And who would have thought that we would have been touching upon so many families, so many individuals, so many young people, um, even just, I mean, how are you, I don't know where to start. I him. remember
0: from that meeting, uh, two weeks after that, we were in George Square on a Sunday morning and I signed up to our Forestry Commission one-year programme and I was like, what am I doing here? What am I putting myself into? A year's programme. Um, but because I was so dedicated, we were so dedicated, we didn't want to set up a charity and then do all the work we wanted to go all hands-in. So I'm like, no, I'm, I like what we're doing and I want to learn more about the outdoors myself because that's the only right way to do it. So I went on a year-long programme and I'm very thankful for that opportunity and it's opened a lot of doors, I would say. Um, made a lot of connections, the right people, and it's part of, you know, why we're here today.
1: If you're push me to what is my favourite walk, <sighs> see, do you know what, half of me says, the walk that we did um, for the documentary, the Ben Nevis one, that was the one, I was say, was really, really, you were at the top of the world. You were at the edge of the world, and we were up there, and I think the heavens opened up, in the sense that there wasn't a single bit of rain. It was just pure sunshine, and you could see for miles. You could see for... You could see till the end. There wasn't a single obstacle in your view and you you literally were having lunch having my sandwich that I made myself on top of Ben Nevis looking over at the rest of the world and that I think was you know I'll never forget that. It's like you can go out, you can take lots of photographs and do you know what that photograph does ten percent of what you actually see with your own two naked eyes. It's like you want to shout from the top of your mountain what you can see and what you are seeing and then that's why you're more keen to get your cousin or your mum or your dad to come with you next time it's like it's like stumbling upon a treasure chest and you want everyone to know about it and you want to share it share the wealth and that's how and that's how we've come about it's like we, we keep coming across these new new places in scotland and every single time you go out there it just gets better and better that was a, a that was a, a challenge for me because it was Ben Nevis, it's the, it's the most iconic landmark in the whole of the UK, but at the same time, some of the other walks that I enjoy the most are the ones where it's your family that's with you, and the kids are just having the time of their life, and you're creating memories with those kids. That you can't put a price on that. That you cannot put a price on that. That is invaluable. Then listen, I, I, we've done so much. We've achieved so much, and we've done it for the sake of the community. We've done it for the sake of ourselves, to better ourselves. And this podcast, half of me is thinking, you know what, <laughs> this is just going to take up more of our time. But half of me is thinking, you know, there are people out there who just just planting that seed might alleviate some of their health problems. It might inspire them to do something wild. But what do you think? Do you think this podcast, I mean, what, what would you like to see at this podcast? Now they've got this platform here, what do you think we should do?
0: I think when the podcast is more um, relaxed, laid back, it's got to be organic. It, uh, the purpose of it is to get more people out. Uh, that, that would be my, my dream, uh, is to get new people out. People who have been thinking they've been on the edge, um, you know, they don't know what the right, they, they, they see the equipment side as a barrier perhaps. Uh, and my advice for that is. It's not. Just come out on a walk. There's there's so many tutorials online on YouTube on how to pack, what to pack. It's very minimal. You don't have to spend thousands or hundreds. Um, just a good pair of boots and just the kind of uh, willpower to get up uh, early morning. But the hardest part, and I think Nav, you say this a lot of the times, is the hardest part is to get up in the morning at 7am. But when you're up, when you're on the walk... You are like wow. Uh, you know, I'm glad I came out, and nothing beats that moment because it's first thing in the morning. It's fresh. There's no one around. Minimal of people by the time you reach the the peak. Um, and again, coming back onto the company, if you've got great company with you, you know there's so many conversations that take place. You know, whether it's personal problems, life problems, business problems. Someone's got uh, X happening with their business, and they're asking for advice. That to me is like a success. You're out on a walk and you're just asking, you know, what might you you might think it's a hard thing but for someone else it could be a ball in the park and you get your answer there and then and that's that's
1: And I I think from this podcast, do you know what I really want to do? I want to connect with real people. I don't want to connect with any celebrities. I want to connect with real people um, and just see what what ticks your fancy, what is it, what, what makes you go out in that cold river and go for a swim what makes you, you do it and I, I want to kind of connect with that and I want to experience that and I, I want to I find why do people go in foraging, why do people go and volunteer for with, with certain uh, outdoor groups why do people do things that you wouldn't even imagine um, and I want to have that conversation with them and see if I can relate to that and maybe again plant a seed and like I said inspire others to do the same we want to bring the wildlife to you, but try and inspire communities that kind of are too busy working day in day out, uh, are happy watching David Attenborough and the wildlife programmes. But you know what? You've got you've got a wildlife in your back garden. You've got a wildlife in the park round the road from you. You just need to look up and look at the look, look at the trees. So hopefully, through this podcast, we want to try and inspire people to look at wild places how to protect these places as well um, so I think this is just, just another another <laughs> another um, project for us to take on but you know what, if we can just plant the seed and inspire people this is what Boots and Beers was all about
0: Zen? Um. I remember when we started off and you know, I always thought it'd remain as a family project only because um, I, I A, didn't see the huge interest in the community, B, we're all full- working full time, so i didn 't see the capacity for us to grow um, but I think the demand that we 've seen and the number of volunteers that came forward in those years um, has kind of really helped us expand and you know I would say it right if we didn't have you know these uh, wonderful uh, volunteers who work tirelessly behind the scenes. Uh, whether it's admin, whether it's the website, whether it's um, you know uh, social g- media. Social media. There's one volunteer that travels all the way from Edinburgh on some of our walks, and she you know sometimes stays over the night before, and or she gets the early morning bus. So if it wasn't for you know all these people, it'd be very hard to kind of continue.
1: But but but, but this podcast. I mean, half of me thinks that there are people out there who would be who would love to hear what a bunch of Asians in Glasgow are up to and and how they're changing the narrative and bringing more colour to the outdoors. That itself I think is quite powerful. What do you think?
0: I think there are people especially you always get that when you go down south and people kind of laugh at you with a Scottish accent like ah oh, it's an Asian with Scottish accent <laughs> so I think there are a lot of people uh, expats, there are a lot of people across the other side of the world so I guess with this podcast in specific the aim is to reach out to people who are perhaps
1: coming to Scotland who perhaps have family here Even you tell us I mean if there's something that you want us to talk about and or you would like to us to know more about about Scotland and what is life like in Scotland? What is the wildlife like? I mean, we can talk about that. So come back to us and tell us what he wants to talk about. Especially
0: if there's any specific outdoor activity that you want us um, you know, uh, to kind of cover or for someone from that field as a, as a podcast guest, you know, we're more than happy to kind of reach out to them and uh, address any um, queries or questions uh, around that um, topic.
1: So, I hope you guys have kind of got the, the real flavour of Boots and Beers, who we are, where we came from, what our long term goal is. Our long term goal is to basically bring you guys, wherever you are in the world, and bring Scotland to you, bring our wildlife to you, and bring our kind of nature and let you listen into to all that while we'll we're having a conversation. And we hoping to take our microphones out when we're next time we're out on a, on a hill walk and get to hear real, raw stories of just normal people, what's brought them out, and what stories they want to share, and you know what What you'll find is that a lot of these stories will will be similar to wherever you are in the world so listen, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and um, why don't you join me when we head out to the Scottish countryside on the next Boots and Beers podcast